In 1837, Hans Christian Andersen published a short story about an emperor who was so vain that he needed the very best in formal attire, and he spent all of his money on it. He heard of these incredible artisans who could craft the most beautiful clothing ever created. There was just one catch. Only those who were worthy could actually see the clothes. If you weren't worthy, if you were bad, if you were evil, if you just weren't good enough, or if you were just really stupid, you couldn't see the clothes. So the wealthy ruler, wanting the best clothes ever, commissioned the finest clothing. Many servants went to check on the progress and the emperor himself, and in fact, no one could see this most beautiful clothing. It was either everyone was morally bankrupt, or perhaps the weavers were just con men who didn't actually make clothes. As the reader of the story, we fully understand what is happening, but everyone in the story goes along with it, not wanting to be called out for being bad or just dumb until the very end. The emperor was clearly clothed in nothing but his birthday suit. And here is the really hard part of this story. Everyone lied. Everyone. The servants, the townspeople, the other leaders, the moms, the dads. Everyone lied. They lied to the emperor. They lied to each other. They lied to themselves. And when all hope is lost and humanity is doomed, there is a very small voice from the crowd. Here's the end of the story. No one would allow that he could not see, this is the emperor, no one would allow that he could not see these much admirers' clothes because in doing so, he would have declared himself either a simpleton or unfit for his office. Certainly, none of the emperor's various suits had ever made so great as impression as these invisible ones. But the emperor has nothing at all on, said a little child. And what the little child said was whispered from one to another. But he has nothing on, at last cried out all the people. The emperor was vexed, for he knew the people were right. But he thought the procession must go on now, and the lords of the bedchamber took greater pains than ever to appear, holding up a train, although in reality there was no train to hold. By the way, if you haven't read this story since grade school or forever, I encourage you to go and read this story again. I think you will have a newfound appreciation for this simple observation about a deep human problem. I'm Matt Odegaard. And this is Church Public. Welcome back to Church Public. I am Matt Odegaard, and I hope you enjoyed that story. And I do hope that you go and read it because it really is that good. It really is a great story. I personally remembered it, but hadn't read it for years and years and years, and reread it again this week. And I think you should too. I think you should because it really tells us not just what is happening around us in society. And again, this story is almost 200 years at this point, 200 years old at this point. But it tells us about ourselves. And that really was his point, And that really, hopefully, is my point as well. That you'll get that this is about all of us. It's not just that the emperor was a bad person and vain and wanted the best things and wanted to look the best and then pretended he did. It's that everyone lied about it. Everyone got sucked into the hype of what was going on. They didn't want to be the one person saying, hey, what's going on here is just weird and, and not right and not even real. But no one was willing to say it, except for a little kid who didn't know any better. I hope that you decide to be the little kid who doesn't know any better and just start saying the obvious common sense things that are real. Because real things matter. I'm not saying be hateful. I, don't, I hope I don't come across as hateful. I don't want to be hateful. I want to love people. But lying about these things that ultimately make a difference in society is not a good thing. And this world and everybody in it apparently is just all doing it and all okay with it. And we're just lying about everything. 
and no one seems to care. Well, for one, I care. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you care too. So go and check out other episodes of Church Public at any of the podcast places. Like and subscribe. Maybe share this episode if it helps you. Share it with one person because literally, I just want people to understand what in the world is going on here and apparently no one is willing to talk about it. So it's time for courage. It's time to step out. It's time to talk about the crazy things because we are in a culture war. Um, This is an image. If you're not watching, this is from... um, the the wonderful leaders at CNN. This is Brian Stelter, who was interviewing uh, a person named Charlotte Clymer of Washington Post. And if you can't see, I mean, this image right here is probably worth the price of admission if you want to go and watch the video at churchpublic.com or YouTube. Um, this is a person who became trans in 2017, and I don't know what to say. It shows whatever we're going to move on from this but but here's the thing the 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 chiron on this and if you didn't read it I'll put it up one more time I know I'm sorry I'm sorry to do this to you I'll put it one more time the chiron on this is what's really important LGBTQ community latest to be caught in culture war that's the chiron on this CNN clip and I'm not going to play the clip for you the clip doesn't even matter the chiron is what matters here the host of CNN, CNN, the trans community, everyone in the media and politics and Hollywood is saying there's a culture war on the LGBT community. We didn't start the culture war. That's the thing, right? The thing about this is, sure, there is, but we didn't start it. You started it. The feminists wanted men to be erased from culture, or at the very least, for there to be no difference between men and women. The sexual revolution told everyone that love had nothing to do with it, much less marriage. The revolution continued with marriage being redefined as same sex or whatever sex or whatever you want it to be. And now we're here with men being women and women being men. And we're starting this deciding whether to go like our what is even is a woman. We don't even know what a woman is. So now is everyone deciding to go along with this lie? Do we keep our mouth shut or do we speak up and risk being banned from society or even worse? Sure, there is a culture war going on. But it didn't just start. It's been going the whole time. You're just mad now that some of us are noticing you don't have any clothes. So this is what we're talking about today. And and I want to talk about um, <laughs> the latest of days that we've had. And the latest of days is the trans sorry, international, it's not just national, it's international. This is the International Transgender Day of Visibility. The International Transgender Day of Visibility. I didn't want to get the title wrong. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's got a lot of words in there, so uh, I, didn't, I didn't want to, uh, to miss some of those words. So that's the International Trans Day of Visibility. And, uh, you know, it, this is the point, right, of the culture war. The culture, they're saying there's now a culture war that whatever, right-wing, conservative, Christians are declaring a culture war on LGBTQ community. First of all, I'm not at war with anybody. I just want people to know the truth, believe the truth, live the truth. If what you're doing goes against these things, I don't know what to tell you. Like, there is a reality. There is a natural world. There is a creation order. God created things at the beginning of the world. Go and read Genesis. And you don't have to believe it, but it's like saying that gravity doesn't exist because I don't want it to exist. You can say that all you want, but if you jump off a building, something will happen. I mean, this is just the reality of life. And everybody used to know that there was some kind of reality of life. Even the founders said, we're we're connecting with nature and nature is God. Um, 
there is nature, there is a God. You can yell and scream at the sky and say that there isn't. You can say that creation isn't real. You can say that life isn't real, but ultimately it is. And so we've got to figure this out and figure out what to do with it. And you get to this uh, idea of visibility and this culture war. And I, I just, I spent four minutes Googling the visibility because I was interested. Like, is this really a problem? Is there not enough visibility on this community beyond the you know every corporation now has to put it in their byline and every uh every commercial has to have it and every tv show has to have it i was just wondering so i i looked up the days i just looked up the days i don't know you you may or may not have looked up the days we have uh march 31st this is the one that just happened international transgender day of visibility uh, the last week of March is LGBT Health Awareness Week. There's April 26th, Lesbian Visibility Day. May 17th, International Day Against Homophobia and Transphobia. May 22nd, Harvey Milk Day. May 24th, Pansexual and Panoramic Visibility Day. Didn't know that was a thing. June, of course, the full month is Pride Month. July 14th, International, International Non-Binary People's Day. July 16th, International Drag Day. September 23, Celebrate Bisexuality Day. October, I didn't know this either. Apparently, October, the whole October is LGBT. LGBT History Month, uh, October 8, International Lesbian Day, October 16, National Coming Out Day, October 17 is Spirit Day, and that's not like, hey, we've got spirit, how about you? That's another uh, gender, that's the LGBTQAIP, I can't remember all the letters, anyway, it's another one of the, it, it's another one of these things, the Spirit Day, if you didn't know that. Uh, October 20 through 26 is Asexuality Awareness Week. Yep. Uh, third Wednesday in October is the International Pronouns Day. Didn't know that was a thing. And then October 26th is Intersex Awareness Day. Uh, the first Sunday in November is Transparent Day. I'm going to stop there. I'm tired of reading these. But you get the point. So we're raising awareness for the uh, International Transgender Day of Visibility because there is definitely not enough visibility. So President Biden got in on this. And here's the reason we have to talk about this today. Um, I know this was a couple of days ago where this happened, but we have to talk about this because Biden keeps invoking the name of God to corroborate his view of sexuality and, and morality. And and I'm not that I'm concerned that people really think it's real, but I just want to be really clear. And if, if the president is going to say, hey, we're doing this thing, and it's God's way, I'm going to have to say, well, let's see what God's way actually is. So he released a video message to Mark International Transgender Day of Visibility last Thursday saying that transgender people are made in the image of God and their parents should affirm their gender identity. Right premise, wrong conclusion. Let's hear what he has to say. Everyone celebrating Transgender Day of Visibility. I want you to know that your president sees you. Jill, Kamala, Doug, our entire administration sees you for who you are, made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect, and support. But we know it's hard when there are those out there who don't see you and don't respect you. For example, the onslaught of anti-transgender state laws attacking you and your families is simply wrong. This administration is standing up for you against all these hateful bills. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom, on the playing field, at work, in our military, in our housing and healthcare systems, everywhere, simply everywhere. Today, we're announcing even more steps, but there's always more work to do. 
to end the epidemic of violence against transgender women of color and girls of color, to ensure transgender seniors can age with dignity, dignity, and to finally pass a bipartisan Equality Act to help transgender persons around the world live free from discrimination and violence. Above all, to be there with you. To parents of transgender children, affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. To any transgender American who's struggling, please know that you're not alone. To parents and children alike, please ask for help and know this, you're so brave, you belong, and we have your back. God bless you all. Okay, four quick things, four quick things. Um, the laws, we're going to talk about the laws, we're going to talk about the Equality Act, we're going to talk about the procedures, and then we are going to, we're going to end with the image of God, because I think that's the most important thing, so save the best for last. So stick with me for a couple minutes here. The laws. Of course, the laws he's talking about are the Florida legislation laws that prohibit classroom instruction about sexuality, especially in kindergarten through third grade. I've gone over that again and again and again. It doesn't say gay anywhere in there. You can go read the bill for yourself. Please do. If you don't take my word for it, you can go back and listen to a couple of the other episodes where I read the bill for you and explain what the bill does. And if anyone, I'll go ahead and say, if anyone is saying that uh aggressive sexual education should be given to kindergartners i may have a bone to pick with you okay uh then there are additional laws that are have uh been produced and are continuing in arizona oklahoma some other states that reject restrict i apologize restrict transgender girls and women from competing in female sports so that's what he was talking about there with the sports and again we're seeing men dominating female sports because it's it's so funny how this circle came around i even started saying that feminism tried to equate men and women and elevate women into a place where they're the same as men and then you had women's sports which were brought about so that women could compete and have success in competition which is fine and now you have men once again dominating female sports because the best women now are men and why anybody thinks this is a problem like this administration, it literally is beyond me. It is outside of the reality. It is outside of reality. That's why I started with the story that I started with. Because if you're looking at women's sports, women's running, women's weightlifting, women's swimming, women's tennis, and saying, you know what we need to see is a man beat all of these women. And that's what you're championing in this? I got nothing for you. I got nothing for you. So Biden says this administration is standing up for you against all of these hateful bills. And we are committed to, this is his quote, committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom, playing field, work, military, housing, healthcare systems, etc. He began, he, he then went on to point out, if you, if you heard in here, what he's doing to promote this radical agenda. Now, he also mentioned, and I'll, and I'll say as a caveat for a moment, because I've, I've covered it extensively in the past. You can go and look that up, the Equality Act. He mentions, again, passing the Equality Act. The Equality Act, not only being outside of the bounds of reality, is the biggest affront on religious liberty that I have ever seen in any country in terms of legislation, period. Uh, it, it, it just would destroy religious liberty in America with no question. You, you would not be able to read some of the passages that I have read and would read today. You, like you literally, I couldn't record it. I couldn't say it out loud. I couldn't speak it anywhere. That is the extent of the Equality Act in a really small, uh, in a really small concession. 
literally like most of Paul's letters, I couldn't read out loud. I couldn't write anywhere on the internet if the Equality Act goes through. I, I'm not being hyperbolic. This is literally the, the result of the Equality Act if it goes through and passes. So he wants to pass that. Then we get to the procedures. So uh, the, the, the Office of HHS, in conjunction with this statement, put out some of their own statements that said, quote, to inform parents, guardians, educators, other persons supporting children and adolescents with information on what is gender-affirming care and why it is important to transgender, non-binary, other gender-expansive young people's well-being. First of all, that was a word salad that didn't mean anything, but the phrase gender-affirming care is the thing that you have to pay attention to. This is another euphemism for the permanent destructive nature of, of chemical introduction into these children and adolescents. Again, this whole thing is aimed at children. We're not even talking about adults here. Um, the phrase gender-affirming care has to do with chemical introduction of puberty blockers and castration and other things and top and bottom surgeries. I'm not going to get into what that actually is, but you, you, it, it is what, what exactly what you think it is. For a transgender, and so this continues on the publication of, of, the, uh, of the administration. Quote, for transgender and non-binary children and adolescents, early gender-affirming care is crucial to overall health and well-being as it allows the child or adolescent to focus on social transitions and can increase their confidence while navigating the health care system. End quote. These surgeries, these hormones, they say, are super uber important because such procedures have been, quote, shown to increase positive outcomes for transgender and non-binary children and adolescents. Again, hear what we're talking about. What they are talking about is doing surgeries and chemical procedures and other things on children, specifically children. We're saying that a child according to current laws on the books, cannot consent to sexual relations. There are laws against this. But can, should, and is encouraged to consent, sometimes even without their parents' permission in various states, this is real and happening, to life-altering, permanent, and destructive changes to their physiology that cannot ever be undone to try, and unsuccessfully, but try to change them from a man into a woman. And this administration is saying this is not only good and right, but necessary. We have to do this or you're hateful. And listen, uh, I, I just it's I feel so strongly about this. You probably hear it, but it, it I, I just I cannot fathom the evil and the mindset that you have to get to to believe that this is good for children to to lie to them and say, yes, you look like a man, you have the chromosomes of a man, you have all of the physiology of a man, but really, yes, you're five, six, eight, ten, and you think you're a woman, so we're going to start physical changing to try to make you more like a woman, even though it's not actually possible. None of these surgeries will actually do anything, and none of the chemicals will actually change any of your DNA or chromosomes. It, it just is tragic to me. And, and that's where I want to get to uh, what I think is the most important thing and the one point that I agree with Joe Biden on, that we are made in the image of God. I think this is 100% true. I agree with the premise all the way with every fiber of my being. We are made in the image of God. Genesis 1, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created him. And Colossians 3, 
You have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of the creator, Colossians 3.10. And 2 Corinthians 3.18, we all with unveiled faces beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. I agree with the premise 100%. We are made in the image of God. And if Biden was even talking about something else in this, I even agree with a lot of the, what, the things that he said, that we should protect children with everything that we have. It's just that his conclusion is, the way to protect children is to give them life-altering and permanent surgeries and medical procedures as children. The conclusion is just what goes off the farm for me. I, I, I just don't even understand it. This, this conclusion is just out to lunch morally and realistically. We are made in the image of God. Therefore, the conclusion is to not do medically unnecessary hormone and surgical treatment. The conclusion is to be transformed into the image of God you were created in, male or female, Genesis 1. That image was given to you by God and it is a gift to you. And then just realistically, as we talked about, we have to actually live in reality. To change your image to what you want it to be is not based in reality. We started off with the story of the emperor's new clothes and we'll end with the truth of God. You can lie. You can lie to yourself. You can lie to everyone. You can lie to your friends. You can lie to your family. You can pretend that reality is not real. You can fight with God over what is right and what is fair. But the bottom line is God is love and God is truth. You cannot outlove God and we cannot turn God into a lie. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Whatever one sows, that he will also reap. Galatians 6, 7. Culturally, we have decided to not follow Jesus. We have decided to make our own way instead. Now we are in the harvest of what has been planted. We have said, you do you, you live your truth, and now your truth has no foundation in reality. And we see that literally everywhere. A man can be a woman, and a woman can be a man, and we can't even define what a woman is, so I have no idea what we're even talking about anymore. Because these definitions don't matter, and we're trying to create reality out of our imagination. Unless we turn back to God and the foundation is laid on God, we are going to see more of this break from reality, not less. But the good news, the hope, is that if you follow after Jesus, regardless of if you struggle with LGBT issues, alcohol issues, lying issues, stealing, whatever, we all have these things. And God is faithful and just and will forgive your sins through Jesus Christ, the King of heaven and earth, 1 John 1, 9. So turn to God today. Lead your family, love like Jesus, and please keep the faith. I'm Matt Odegaard. This is Church Public.